In a world of bus schedules and business calls, sidestep into a realm of Koigyu casting in Klingons. Okay, people, get your geek on. Hi everyone, it's August 16th, 2013, and you're listening to episode double seven of Knit One Geek 2. I'm Agent Karen. I'm Agent Maggie. Starring in... <laughs> Cashmere Royale. Royale! And with, today we are coming with the from... the sequel, Kiviet of Solace. Oh. And today we're coming to you from London. Where we're hunting for the TARDIS because Google tells us it's on Earl Court Road. And dang it, I can't find it. Google Maps lied. Maybe we should just go look at MI6 and see if we can find James Bond instead. I, I'm going, gonna go look for 221, sorry. You take the psychopath detective, I'll take the psychopath secret agent. Okay, that's fair. This sounds like a good trade. We, we, we might actually meet up at the same crime scene later. I'll be wearing the purple... Oh, there's a crossover <laughs> pick I want to read right now. Somebody oh out God. there has done this. Come on. Somebody there has out there. to be. Somebody there, out- there is crossover fic I think I've seen. Actually. Somebody out there has must have done this by now. I think most of the crossover fic involves Q being another Holmes brother. That would work. He could totally be related. But okay, come on. We want fic of Sherlock and James Bond showing up at the same crime scene. Do it. Somebody out there. Find it and send us the link. Girl. Okay. On that note, <laughs> how's everybody doing? <laughs> There are some things we do where there really is no segue. So yeah, there is itself. Hi, yes, everybody. So we're back. Maggie's back in the country. Yeah, sorry. We haven't had a recording recently because I was not, I was literally physically, metaphysically, spiritually, whatever, not here. I was <laughs> over a thousand miles south in the Caribbean visiting my family. So it was... Oh, muffin. Oh, muffin. Yeah, <laughs> I, I had plenty of muffins. Thank you very much. Yeah, and though poor Muffin had to work on freelance all the time she was there. <laughs> yeah, the whole time I was there, I had this big freelance project. It was an uber big important one. And I literally packed up my computer, took it with me, warned my parents, I need you to set aside a desk, find a monitor, and when I get there, I need to hook up and you're going to need to handle the grandchild and give me time <laughs> every day. And I worked on that project every single day. Yeah. Now, thankfully, they got it. The parents got the idea. This is important to her. Yeah. They set me up, handed me a cappuccino, and then took the child into the pool. So I got several hours of work done every single day I was down there, which, oh my God, I needed that. (laughs) Because there was no way I was working crazy, crazy up till 4 a.m. hours. Yeah. Up until that time, you were going, going pretty crazy. I was going, I was going batshit crazy. But you know, it got me out of some family things. Like, okay, who's going to the grocery store with me? I can't. I'm working. Okay, boys, you're going with me, and I'm like, yes, brothers, do this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so, because you were working on this so much, have you had any knitting time? Not even on the plane. Okay. <laughs> the night before, I looked. Honest to God, if you look down through my roof, I looked like a little. Bee trying to dance its way, you know, to explain where honey is. Mm-hmm. Only somebody fed me crack because I'm trying to decide. And everybody, every knitter goes through this when you're going on a trip. What knitting are you, you taking take, with yeah. you? Do you take a bunch of little projects? Do you take your one main project and one extra project? Do you, you know, stuff like this. Mm-hmm. And I went back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. Am I going to take my the cardigan, the lush cardigan that I've been working on, because at the moment I'm at the stocking knit, st- knit stage, I can just go for it. Oh, wait a minute, that's pretty big and bulky, and I'm going to need some more of the yarn. But I could get, I could start those socks that I've been promising myself. That's a little project. You take it with you everywhere, pretty much. I haven't decided on a pattern yet. Let me go look at my pattern choices. Oh, well, I like this one, this one, and this one. But I don't remember which yarn I wanted, so I go back to my yarn stash. So I'm going zipping around my living room, because I have my yarn displayed in the bookcase in my living room. Zip mm-hmm. to the bookcase, zip back to my luggage, zip to the computer, zip back to my luggage, zip to the computer, zip back to my bookcase. I wound up taking my son's hat, mm-hmm. then knitting in the round, just plain sort of stockinette, you know, stocking cap. And I realized that the hand, the hand spun that I was knitting with, it still had a little bit of that sheepy odor that goes with it. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, I shouldn't, <clears throat> probably shouldn't take that on the plane. Some people may be sensitive to it. So I'll take socks and I'll start a pair of socks. Mm-hmm. And I, and I did start the cuff before I went because you can't be too careful about whether yeah. or not they'll think that you, you know, you are James Bond and you're going to pull out a miniature blow dart and stuff, stuff like that. And when I got down there, 
I realized I'd also brought, at some point, my lush cardigan yarn. I didn't bring the lush cardigan. cardigan. And the whole time that I was in transit, you know the part where you would normally sit, wait, and knit? Mm-hmm. I couldn't. Mommy, hey, can you help me with my game? Mommy, watch me do this. <laughs> no, 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 don't go running down there, honey. Mommy, what does this do? No, don't touch that, please. So basically, like, last night at midnight. (laughs) Yeah. And because I had woken up at 4 o'clock in the morning to catch my flight... Yeah. Guess what I did on the flight down? Sleep. Yes. (laughs) Or at least doze. Yeah. And for anybody who thinks I'm a a careless parent, the child was up against the window, then me, and then my brother. So if I fell asleep... And Aiden, he did try this. He just unbuckled his belt, got up, started, I'm like, buddy, where are you going? I'm just going to go walk around. No, buddy, we don't do that here. <laughs> Why not? Uh, it's against the rules. Why? Because the pilot says so. That's why. But you survived. I did survive. <laughs> but I got to kiss a dolphin. Ooh. Well, I got a dolphin to kiss me anyway. Because <laughs> we did go to, it's called Blue Lagoon, and they had Dolphin Encounter. And I know everybody's probably saying, well, you grew up there. Haven't you ever done this before? And I'm like, well, no. No. Truth is, no. How many times have I been to Niagara Falls? And plus, I had always been a bit concerned about that whole animals in captivity thing. Mm -hmm. Not sure whether or not I wanted to support it. So, but one of the things that made me feel better was during our interaction with the dolphin. The dolphin sort of like took off and went swimming off somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And the trainer said, okay, Andy's just gone off. He's probably gone to check Twitter or Facebook because he's got some friends at SeaWorld. This is what normally happens. It's okay. He has decided he's going to take a break, mm-hmm. and when he's had enough, he's going to come back. The dolphin's not going to get penalized for this. He's not going to get punished. This is the normal routine. All of his interaction here is completely voluntary. If he doesn't want to do it, he's not going to do it, and we're not going to force him to. And they're not in mm-hmm. tanks. They're in the live ocean. Yeah. So they've got sand and little fishies and urchins, sea urchins and stuff like that, so I feel better about that. So I got to dance with a dolphin, I got a dolphin hug, and I got a dolphin kiss. And a lot Aww. of dolphin splashies. But you have worked a little bit on your lush cardigan since you got home? I have decided. One thing that the time away did afford me was contemplative time for my total crazy starditis that happened. Yes. Because I have on the needles, or at least partially started. I have the linen stitch cowl. Mm-hmm. I have Aiden's hat. Mm-hmm. I have this cardigan. I have the socks that I started for the plane. Yeah. And I have a mitten that I started, remember, for Aiden out of the handspun? Those are five projects that I've started. That's it? For me. <laughs> and I want to do more. So I am now reining myself in. Yeah. And going monogamous Mm -hmm. so I can get some things finished. Because some of these things, like the hat and the mittens for Aiden, are supposed to be for when it gets cooler or Christmas gifts. Yeah. And I want to make my husband a cowl for him for Christmas. And I have the Radagast spinning and mittens to make. Yes. So I need to free up some space. And I had the idea of maybe knitting something for my parents for Christmas. Oh, lordy. Because they're coming up here. For Christmas this year. Mm-hmm. So, so I kind of need to finish stuff. So I am, I am here with Lush. Lush is on my lap right now. And I've worked down past the decreases. I'm now at the waist shaping. Worked past the decreases. Knit a little bit in stocking knit, and then I'll get to the decreases, uh, increases beyond that. So I get yeah. that nice curve out the glass. In, the increases for the hips. As right. It's top down. At the moment, I'm just stocking knit stitch. And it's, it's DK weight, so it's not super fine. Mm-hmm. But I want to finish this because it looks like it's going to be a really pretty sweater. Yeah. And let's face it, we've not had the hottest weather this year. Mm-hmm. So it might be a very long, it might be a longer fall than we're used to. Oh, I hope so. But I hope so too. I love fall. <laughs> I do adore fall. It gives us the chance to show off our knits before they get covered up by parkas. enjoy them and have the mental images of, you know, strolling along under, you know, changing leaves with... You know, crisp fall air and our noses wrapped up in our nice warm knits as we, you know, walk along to, like, a farmer's market or something. I was going to say with Tom Hiddleston, but... Well, I can go to the farmer's market with with Tom Hiddleston. Oh, wearing a nice multi-cabled sweater. Mmm, boner. <laughs> <laughs> Moving right along. <laughs> but it did give me the chance, because I got to watch it on the plane, I got to see Paranorman. I loved it. Loved it, loved it, loved it. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do any spoilers here for anybody, 
but the prep, the when you boil it right down, it's an anti-bully message. Yeah, and it's not just Norman that's being bullied. It's yeah, other characters in the story that don't realize they're receiving the bullying and passing it along. Yeah, it's awesome, and it's like inspired me to draw like cartoony characters and stuff like that. I really, I, I had so much fun just watching it. It was cool. Yeah, I've heard so many good things about it. I really need to see that one. So is that you? That's me. Okay, then. So, I have been nearly monogamous. I have scaled things down to two boy toys. Or, well, two projects. I have been working, maybe not quite so much, but still been working, on the Inara sweater. That looks like it has gotten a lot of work on it since I've seen it. Yep. I'm actually at the wow. point where I divide to front, the two fronts and the back, right, right. by doing the bottom of the armhole. So my next row is going to be the first row of start casting off for the bottom of the armhole. Which, and hopefully means this will be going faster, because if you want to look it up, it's Inara by Allison Green, and it's from Allison Green Wheel Designs. And it's basically a wrap sweater, but that means that you end up knitting the full width of the front twice. Yeah. So that it can wrap fully around you to your sides. And it's going to be gorgeous. There's just a lot of stitches. <laughs> and it's all in one piece. So it's still not going to be something that I can take. I've, I've gotten to the point where I can't really take it with me unless I'm like taking it to knit night. I can't really work yeah, on it on the bus. That's not a bus project. Or unless I like specifically go to Starbucks to relax and work on it. So it, it will hopefully get a little faster though because... Now we'll be working on just the right front, and then just the left front, and then just the back. So each row will be much shorter, rather than the and you'll have that entire vision. circumference of my body times 0.5. You'll have the... Uh, 1.5. The visual gratification of it growing faster. Yeah. Instead of the, dear God, how much farther. Hopefully now, though, there'll be some more signs of progress, and hopefully even a finished sweater soon. Now, I have four more skeins of the yarn. How big are the skeins? A hundred grams. So I have 400 grams more of the yarn. I've used about five (laughs) in this, I think. So I'm kind of, and I lengthen the bottom, like, because I knit a couple inches, maybe three inches straight before I started doing the waist decreases, which usually would have happened right after the sort of lace pattern at the lace edging at the hem. So I do have, and that's three or four inches all the way around that large circumference. So I'm thinking, you know, there's a good chance I might need to get more of the yarn. This is nice yarn. It's holding the twist really nice. But then at the same time, thing is like a lot of sweaters, because of the sizing and stuff, the the sleeves are probably like, I will have to measure what they think the sleeve, how long they think the sleeves are going to be and measure them against my actual arms. (laughs) Okay. Because my 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 arms are probably not my sleeves are probably not going to be as long. I can even make them a little shorter. I forget if they're supposed to be full or three quarter length, but I could maybe even shorter them to like three quarter length of my arms is probably not going to use as much. I probably should others. have done that to my uh, cardigan of you know crazy pie, my slice mm-hmm. of crazy pie cardigan, because my sleeves are too long. I actually have to roll them up for you to see my yeah. fingers. Yeah, yeah, I had to rip out. For my Ayana sweater. I did the sleeves first and I got sort of got to the end and I'm like, these are way too long. So when the, after I sewed it all up, I left the inside seam of the the sweater, the one that goes down the inside of your arm. Right. Or underarm. I left that open for the last few inches and then I tried it on and saw where the sleeves ended and then sort of snipped off where you needed, where I needed. And I just knit the cuff to the right length. On me. We'll see. If I have to get more yarn, it's Louette Gems Sport Weight in the... That's why it holds the Cranberry so well. colorway. Yeah. So, I mean, it'll be a different dye lot, but, I mean, if I have to, I'll finish the body and I'll start the sleeves. And if I start running out of yarn, then it's like, okay, I'll get one more skein and I'll just alternate it with whatever I have for the sleeves and you'll probably not even notice. So, because that has not been very travel friendly for the last little while. I picked up another thing that I started a little while ago and then put down because summer was upon us. And summer, where I work at the library, is usually pretty crazy. This year hasn't been as crazy, probably because we haven't had anyone go to a different job at the beginning of the summer like we did the last couple of years. But what we made, what I missed out on crazy from work, I made up for in taking a course during the summer. Yes, so, we did. 
work was maybe not as crazy, but I took a college course, so I had crazy in other ways to make up for it, which is done, thank God. Because things have not been quite as crazy, and especially in the last couple weeks, because summer has been sort of winding down at the library, I picked up the Pointel Socks by Cookie A. That I started a while ago. These are from her Knit Sock Love book. When I first started them, it was mainly because I had the... I'm making them out of Wolmiza. And I had the Wolmiza in my stash. And I had never actually knit with, knit with it. Ah. Uh, and the Loopy You had another... At the, this sale? was a few months ago. This was months ago. Okay. So I have already okay. mentioned it on here. I have already confessed that they had another sale. And that I got a skein or two at that time. And... You know, at that time I was like, you know, I should probably start some socks with the stuff I have to make sure I really like it. So I started these socks and I do really like the yarn. It is I really so, like it. It's nice, isn't it? It's I'm, in the Moses colorway, so it's this really dark, like tealy, greeny blue. I'm really happy when I wear mine. Oh, and it's so pretty. And it's like a, I think it's like an eight ply or a six ply. No, eight. I've just split it in between my fingernails. Yes, it's like an eight ply yarn. And it's very, I find the, the yarn's fairly, like, fairly dense, mm-hmm. but I, it's really nice. I just, but yeah, I really like the yarn. I know some people have said, some people have said they found it really splitty. It is kind of splitty. How much you can deal with it probably depends partly on how you knit. It depends on, you know, how, how much you can deal with it, on what kind of needles you're using. I'm using fairly sharp, yeah, what pattern you're doing. So, you know, your mileage may vary. I'm finding it not bad. And the color's so pretty, and the socks are really, really pretty. Not to and mention, so, the humidity of your area may affect it. Yeah, and so at the time when I just started, I just did the cuff and, like, a couple rows of the lace pattern. And then I did a few more rows of the lace pattern, and... A week or two ago, I went to Toronto to get together with a friend of mine at Harborfront and do some stuff, and I knit most of the leg on my way to Toronto and on my way home. So, like, three and a half hours, and I did most of the leg. I was actually, like, looking at it on my way home, and I'm like, did I miss a couple rows? (laughs) Did I miss something up? Because I appear to be most of the way through this chart. You hit a time warp. Yeah. Did the doctor, like, come (laughs) pick me up in the TARDIS, and we went off somewhere? And wipe your brain. And I didn't notice... Maybe the doctor is a knitter. As we've said before, the TARDIS would be the perfect place to have a yarn stash. Yes, it would. Because it's bigger on the inside. We know there's a library in there. Yes, we do. But yeah, so it's just, I guess it's because there's a lot of these little, like, slanting, sort of slanting ridges that go across the sock. And so for a good part of each sock, it's very sort of like, okay, this goes here. Then you, you decrease and increase at the same places. So... So it's a pattern that's easy to sort of run yeah. with. I'm really only looking, I was really only looking at the pattern for the parts where the different, differently slanted uh, ridges and stuff intersect and where the la- actual lace pattern is. And the lace pattern's pretty simple too. It's super pretty and I like it. And so I'm on the foot. I just finished the gusset decreases of one sock and then I am a few inches into the leg of the other sock. And they are right and left socks. Okay. Well, right and left in the sense that the peer, the pattern is mirrored on each sock. Okay. There's no actual like foot shaping or anything to try and make it fit just the right and just the left sock. So really it doesn't it won't matter what foot I put them on when they're done. Okay. It's just the differently shaped. Right. And that's pretty much all I've been working on. I think just yesterday, I mean the only the only other thing I can think of that I've been working on was yesterday I grabbed my one of my tiny socks of doom. Or tiny stitches of doom socks that I've been doing with one of the the Zalber ball yarns that is just in plain stuck in it, and then I just sort of have on hand to take with me whenever I need something like it's, super. It's sort plain. of like your hat and your umbrella when you leave the house. You just grab one of those, and you always have it if you need it. Yeah, it's mainly I mainly brought it with me yesterday because yesterday I was super tired. <laughs> And I knew there was a good chance by the time I got to knit night, I would be total zombie and would not be able to work on the pointel socks. So I just brought the other one just in case. Though I did actually get some of the socks done last night. But yeah, that's pretty much been it for me. And I haven't been buying any yarn, even though there has been lots of temptation. Blue Moon Fiber Arts has colors. Oh yeah, we're going to talk about them later. Yeah, there's, you know, and then there's colors from Niche that, like, new colors that have come up. And I actually did the conversion to see how much it would cost for in Canadian dollars, and it gets nicely cheap in Canadian dollars. But I have not, because the Kitchener-Waterloo Knitters Fair 
is coming up. It's coming up. Yeah. E- we want to know if anybody's going to go. Are we going to see anybody there? Yes. We should even, like, depending on, well, because we're usually, well, we're usually there most of the day. We should maybe even, like, Plan a figure out a time. Though now they're at the new location, so I have no idea. Oh, dang. Yes, you're right. Where to meet up. So well, they do, there will be a food area. Yeah, they do mostly have a food area. And we could have, a, like, a little meetup, or, you know, we could just be sort of sitting there, sort of mid-afternoon, because that's usually when we're sort of petering out anyway. Yeah, we've, we've done our rounds, and if yeah. we haven't bought the finals, we're thinking about it. Yeah, and so we could, and usually, and that's when, you know, things at the food area have wound down as well, so. Do you have plans for Knitter's Fair? I don't have plans as yet as to what to buy. I do actually do have one thing. I was looking at the vendors, and I'll have to see how much money I have at the time. <laughs> There's one place, Saracen Silkworks, that has a lot of silk yarns. And they did have some pretty ones of like a silk lace weight, which I was thinking of getting so I could make myself like a little cardigan or a little bolero or a little shrug to wear with sleeveless tops. I kind of just want like a nice little loose silk, you know, bolero or shrug to wear over sleeveless stuff. Okay. So I was thinking maybe that, depending on how much money I have at the time, and I'd have to double-check yardage and stuff like that. Do you have any? Well, I probably have more than enough yarn, at least at my monogamous rate, for the end of the year. (laughs) However, Wellington Fibers is going to be there. Yeah. And that's where I got my Radagast roving. Yes, because they have little boxes of happiness. Yes, little boxes of happiness. So I'm going to go look in all the little boxes of happiness. Mm-hmm. Um, just on the off chance that there's another one that looks like the roving I picked up. Mm-hmm. I know it's a one in a million chance, but why not? Yeah. And if not, I am definitely going to come away with roving from somewhere. Mm-hmm. Because Dai likes the spinning. Yeah. I do. Plus... If anything, I had the idea for my first, because we bought the house this year, this is going to be our first Halloween mm-hmm. at the new place, and I was trying to think what I would do for mm-hmm. handing out candy to people, to the kids. <laughs> yes. Do you know of a character for Halloween that I could employ a spinning wheel for? Probably a couple, actually. Rumpelstiltskin? Mm-hmm. So if I could find some gold sparkly roving. Mm-hmm. Spinning straw into gold. Spinning straw into gold while kids come up and trick-or-treat. And if any teenagers show up with just a bag over their heads, they better dance. Yeah. They don't get candy unless they dance. Anyways, yeah. so yes, I am planning on looking for roving. I cannot wait till the new fire. Need a hit? Yeah. Need it's a fiber just, hit? Yeah. And it's also like, that's the last fiber festival in our sort of local area until next year and the Knitter's Frolic, so it's sort of the, I gotta take all this in so it can last me until April. But between then and April... There's something about the concentrated yarn fumes at the at a, <laughs> at a festival that just gets me going. I, it kind of makes me feel like something about the concentrated yarn fumes just makes your wallet appear in your hand. And then it makes your wallet appear empty in your hand. Yeah, that's true, too. I'm too full. Empty me. Empty me. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So shall we move into Geek Squee? Let's go to Geek Squee. Okay. So what do we want to start with? How about we do the doctor? Wait, that sounded wrong. Girl, I would do the doctor (laughs) any day. So we have a doctor. We have a new doctor. We have a new doctor. I even got that news way down in the Caribbean. Yep. I saw Tumblr explode live. I think most of the geek internet went splody. Yes. As you probably know, the 12th doctor has been announced in a live BBC yeah. online broadcast. Yeah. So the new doctor is Peter Capaldi, who has been on at least one other episode of Doctor Who. Yes, that that was kind of like <laughs> one of the quirks about it. That would yes. made it kind of... Apparently, the that episode, the Pompeii episode, there's a few people in that episode who have later been on Doctor Who in larger roles. Well, when your entire show is based around time travel. Also, when you're a British show and you need, week to week, a lot of people... You use, other people, yeah. you end up using ev- almost every single actor in Britain. Okay, you're done that speaking part. Go, get changed, come back, we'll do the other speaking part. This afternoon, you don't have to speak. You just have to be in the background. It's kind of like Harry Potter. They don't call Harry Potter the British Actors Retirement Fund for nothing. <laughs> but yes, so he is going to be Doctor tw- Doctor number 12, which means that everybody's doctor clocks are now complete. There is one for every number. 
And people can now tell each other, oh, it's, uh, I'll meet you at 10 o'clock. Yeah. Or as I was telling Maggie, um, actually, probably gonna be, I have something to do at half past Pertwee. It's five to Baker. But yeah, so there's other, well, there's other Doctor Who stuff that has been happening. For one, uh, as reported by Wales Online, apparently now the most popular baby name for girls in the UK is Amelia. As in Amelia Pond. Yes. And Rory, as in Rory Pond, has broken the top 100 for boys' names. I just love that in the UK, the top, some of the top names are from Doctor Who. I'm wondering how many kids in New Zealand are actually named things like Boromir and Arwen and things like that. And they actually, they have other things tracked, like, at least according to the little chart and something they have on the Wales Online article, they were looking at how... The names Clara and River have performed as well. They haven't had the same bump. And I mean, obviously not all the people naming their kid Amelia are fans of Doctor Who. It could be just something like, you know, because they have heard the name because of the show, it's not that they like the show and they want to name their kid after Amelia Pond. They just hear it and they're like, oh, Amelia, that's a cute name. Kind of old-fashioned, but not super old-fashioned. A little bit exotic. Can shorten it to kid names or pet names, that sort of thing. No embarrassing rhyming for playground reasons. But yeah, so in a few years, there's going to be little Amelias all over preschools in the UK. Also, we were not joking when we said Google Maps has found the TARDIS. Well, kinda. Yep, Google Maps has a little Easter egg in it now. If you go to... If you search for Earl's Court Road in London, and we'll put a link so you get the actual stretch of Earl's Court Road where this is, there is an actual, like, police box on the street. And if you look at the street, there's one single arrow that you would click to keep moving down the street. And right next to it, there's a little double arrow. If you click the double arrow, it will go inside the police box... And you will find... So many beautiful, beautiful things. It is the inside of the TARDIS. Yep. You'll walk into the main room of the TARDIS. It's got that control, the control panel in the middle with the center column, and all of the facets going around the exterior, the wall. There's even some, there's even reviews for the police telephone box. 462 reviews for now. Glad to see others have found this quaint hotel. I've been coming here off and on for years. The special effects in the theme rooms are amazingly lifelike. There is a significant amount, significant amount of staff changeover, but they do their homework and each new doctor, that's what the caretakers who run the establishment call themselves, always greets me as if I am an old friend and talks about my previous days as if he himself was there. Yeah, so you can take a look through all the reviews on Google Plus for it too. But yeah, I just love that they've done this. And you can actually walk around the inside of the TARDIS. That's so cool. Now I imagine there's going to be... Well, I'm sure it was already a photo op thing for people that happened to come across it for the actual police box in the real world. Mm -hmm. But now especially it's going to be a photo op since it has been identified as the TARDIS. And one other Doctor Who thing for this year. Doctor Who has been transformed in his latest regeneration. I don't think the regen went very well. (laughs) Yeah. Considering this is a... uh, Something got stuck. This is... The Doctor, as Mr. Potato Head, you will be able to get a Mr. Potato Head that looks like the 11th Doctor. So he's got a little fez, and he's got the sonic screwdriver, and he's got a bow tie, and he's got the brown jacket, and he's got the suspenders, and he's got a big old cheesy grin. And there's tons of puns on the box. Yeah, as as you would expect. Yeah, 11th Doctor, as played by Mash Smith, pays homage to the last known survivor of Gallifrey. Boo. So apparently, uh, it was, they had prototypes at this year's Comic Con. They'll be officially on sale this November. Though some online sites, namely entertainmentearth.com, might have them earlier. Entertainment Earth is saying it's gonna be coming in August 2013. So. That would be now. It looks like it's 22 bucks. Okay. Probably US. For it, which isn't bad. See, speaking of cons, do you know what's coming up? Yes. Dragon Con. Yes, that one. Also coming up is... Fan Expo. Fan Expo next weekend. Dude. Which I am planning to be at, provided nothing horrible goes wrong next week, and I don't get sick again. If anybody out there is going to geeky conventions of whatever kinds, let us know. Maybe you guys can all meet up. Yeah, I've been probably... Well, hopefully soon. I've been thinking of putting a... We're planning to put a events 
sticky post yeah. in the Ravelry group so people, people can post cons, they can co- post other sort of events that are going on, and if they want can, you can know, have fu- meetups other, and stuff yeah. like that, or if they're going to Rhinebeck or something like that, can be like, hey, I'm going to be here if you guys, if anybody wants to meet up and talk geeky stuff. Or for, in case people want to find each other, for big movies coming out, like the next Hobbit movie or something. <laughs> Though speaking of cons, something that might come in handy for the cosplayers among us. Now granted, you either have to have long hair or at least a wig. Yeah. Yeah, Tumblr user The Water Led Us Home, all one word, has created drawings of how to do different hairstyles and different female characters in Game of Thrones. So there's Sansa Stark, Cersei Lannister, Melisande... Uh, Marjorie Tyrrell, and Daenerys Targaryen. And they each has, like, little drawn instructions on how to do each hairdo. Of course, the easiest way to do all this, and the way I, you know, I would have to do it and the way some cosplayers would do it, is with a wig. Yeah. Which would be much easier, because then you put the wig on a wig form and do the hair. But yeah, they look like pretty clear directions, too. And if you don't really fancy Game of Thrones, you can take these and, you know, make it an elf character. You can mm-hmm. make it a sci-fi character. Yeah, there's a few that they are very look look sort of similar to stuff that you might find in like Lord of the Rings yeah. and things like that. So if you want to do those sort of any of those sort of fancy braidy sort of things. And remember guys, Legolas had long blonde hair. Mm-hmm. You can pull it off too. I was gonna say, you know, the dudes can try him too. And judging by lady by Legolas, the ladies dig it. And the other dudes. <laughs> the dudes that are into dudes also dig it. Yeah. And don't forget, the Vikings. Well, big, burly men. Lots of hair. They still did braids. Mm-hmm. And in real life news, as some people already heard, the CIA has finally admitted that Area 51 actually exists. Thank you very much. <laughs> we needed that. I mean, that part wasn't really a secret. No. Because, I mean, pretty much, it was pretty obvious that yes, there's some kind of installation. There's pretty, there's, you know, there's an airstrip and buildings and some kind of installation at Groom Lake. And there's all kinds of crazy security around there. So obviously it's something top secret. This is not that much of a secret. The main secret is what goes on there. Just because they wouldn't let people put put details on maps doesn't mean it didn't exist. Yeah. And that people didn't know it was there. And if actually I should pop in, actually I'll pop in here. If you do read the Mary Sue article about it, it says Area 51 refers to the part of the map of the land is located in, but apparently the base was also called by the unassuming name. And then they have the name Desert Bluffs stricken out, and the actual name is Paradise Ranch. They didn't strike out the Desert Bluffs part because it was a mistake or something. I'm assuming this person at the Mary Sue is a fan of the podcast, which has been getting a lot of attention just very recently, called Welcome to Night Vale. Okay. If you like things that are kind of creepy, but also kind of funny in their kind of creepiness, you will probably want to check out Welcome to Night Vale. Okay. Uh, a few people have said it's kind of like, sort of like the, the Lake Wobegon radio shows by Garrison Keeler, as done by, like, Stephen King or H.P. Lovecraft. You're scaring me now. <laughs> like, seriously. It's like, basically, it's the, Welcome to Night Vale is supposedly a community radio broadcast from the town of Nightvale, somewhere in America, like Southwest America. Okay. It all we know is it's in the desert. We don't know what state it's in. But where weird things happen, and this is perfectly normal, because the the host of the broadcast, Cecil, he just reports on them like everything's perfectly normal. Like the first one is about the you know we have a new dog park. Dogs are not allowed in the dog park. People are not allowed in the dog park. Only the hooded figures that we don't exi- that we don't admit exist are allowed in the dog park. <laughs> Please do not look directly at the dog park. Oh. <laughs> okay, mental note. If I listen to this podcast, don't do it right before bed at night. Yeah. There it is you do you sort of get used to the the weirdness after a little while and just sort of becomes funny, but there are still times where it still stops you and you're like, "Oh my god, that's horrifying." <laughs> And there's certain aspects of it that become, like, running gags. They do. It doesn't seem like it with the first few episodes, but there is a sort of a cumulative story that does start taking place. I was actually surprised last time. I went through and I listened to all the existing episodes. There's now, as of to, as of yesterday, there are 29 episodes so far. They come out on the 1st and the 15th of each month. I was actually surprised when I went back and re-listened to them where certain elements of later, like, actual big events start. 
in the episodes. Okay. I was like, oh my god, they mentioned that like in episode 5 and then it comes out in episode 20. It becomes a big thing in episode 20. But yeah, so the, the, the Desert Bluffs thing is they have a... They have the city rival of Desert Bluffs, which is a nearby town. And, you know, they always mention the Night Vale high school football team competing uh-huh. against Desert Bluffs, and they talk about how awful Desert Bluffs is. And there's actually, there's a two-part episode called The Sandstorm where you actually get to find out what Desert Bluffs is like. And it's not quite what you think. It's never quite what you think. <laughs> it's really fun. It's rather creepy. It's about, like, 25 minutes long each episode. Okay. And some of that is The Weather, which is actually a song. He says, and now for The Weather? And it starts playing a song. I'm going to check this out. Yeah, it's really fun. So yes, go check out Welcome to Night Vale. Especially once uh, October rolls around and you get all spooky. Yes, oh my god. Actually, I saw the first, it's August, in the store yesterday, I saw saw parkas on sale. Like snow Mm -hmm. coats on sale. Not right! You can find Welcome to Night Vale on iTunes. Actually, like last week or the week before, I don't know if it still is, but at the time, it was the number one podcast. Really? Like, above, like, all of NPR's podcasts. Cool. Uh, all right, I'm going to listen to this then. You can also find it, it's by a group called Commonplace Books. So you can find it at commonplacebooks.com slash welcome to Night Vale. And in welcome to Night Vale is, each word has a dash in between it. Okay. But if you go to commonplacebooks.com, you'll see the Night Vale link at the top of the page. And they're having a live show soon as well. In New York, featuring local weather news announcements from the sheriff, secret police, mysterious lights in the night sky, dark hooded figures with unknowable powers, and cultural events. Turn on your radio and hide. (laughs) And one little thing. I promise not to talk about this too much. Go for it. But there was casting news for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Yes, there was. Apparently, there's going to be a new character, or another character, added to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., not to the main team, but as a side character, who is going to be played by Ian Hart, who you may know better as Professor Quirrell, a.k.a. he who has Voldemort at the back of his head in the Philosopher's Stone. Yes, from the first Harry Potter movie. So I don't, he says he's going to be taking on the recurring role of a scientist in the show, but that's all the information that we have, pretty much. So that's going to be pretty awesome. I cannot wait for this show! You're going to go to explode soon. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm probably... I'm going to have to get you a sedative the week of the show. Oh, and I should mention, too, that due to certain schedule changes on my part, I will actually be able to watch the first episode when it airs at 8 o'clock. So we will be having an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. party. Yes, at my house. And, and we will probably be blogging, well, commenting or blogging along with... Yeah, I think every Ravelry group has a chat, if I remember Yeah, we have a chat. So we'll probably set up something so that, yeah. So if you go to our, if you go to the Night One Geek 2 Ravelry group and go to the discussion page, like the full discussion page, or even the the main page for the the group, on the right hand, in the right hand sidebar, just above where the recently shared projects are and just below where you leave, join or leave the group, mm-hmm. there's a chat room. So you can go into the chat room and hang out and talk. And we can do all kinds of stuff like, oh my god, did you see that? Yeah. So I'm thinking we might have a little chat room. I'm for chat it. For, I'm totally for it. And at the same time, I mean, I'll probably have the microphone running in the background. <laughs> just for, and just to, to get, I'll just edit a couple times when I'm like shrieking. Cause we're not gonna be talking through the, it's not like we're gonna do commentary for the episode. You know, we're not gonna be talking all through it, cause I will murder you. Yeah, no. If you I do. I think if any, if people started talking, Karen would shoot them in the head. But just so I can get a couple bits that I'll probably put up whatever, you know, episode after that, you know, I'll put it after the outro. We've got the newbie very excited about this show too. Yes! And for people on Pacific time, guys, I'm going to be pretty amped up <laughs> that night. She'll probably I'm sure be I'll awake. be awake at 11 Eastern when you guys will get to see it. So the chat room will still be open. Yeah. And at which point, you know, at around like 10.30 p.m., I will issue an edict to everyone to shut up about spoilers upon pain of death for the people joining us for Pacific. But yeah, this is going to be awesome. Oh, my God. <laughs> You are so going to need a sedative that week. Oh my god, yeah. I'm going to be bouncing off the walls. Okay, so, shall we move into Craven's Covets and Crushes? Yes, let's do. 
Especially because we have a big thing for cravings and covets and crushes this week. Because New Twist Collective came out the other day! When I found out about it, I went straight, when I got your email about it, I went straight to Twist Collective. Couldn't load. My husband's probably like, it's <laughs> probably swamped. I'm like, but, but, yeah. but. And this is their fifth anniversary issue. I didn't realize that. Where the hell has the time gone? Wow. It was five years ago. I remember it when this movie, when this one came out. I remember us getting together at midnight and looking at, all of us looking at the tiny little pictures that they had, because they had that little advent calendar countdown to the first episode, to the first issue. And each day they had like a tiny little picture <laughs> for each uh, little tiny teaser of each of the patterns. And I remember looking at it and being like, ooh. This looks like it could be it could be cool. And now it's five years later. What the fuck? Hey, I'm looking at my son saying the same thing. True. Yeah. Damn, your son was really wee when you started knit, knit group. Yeah. Holy crap. It has been that long. So, of course, there's lots of, you know, the top picks for fall, yada yada. Let's move into the patterns. And, again, we'll just ma- mention the ones that we really, 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 like. really, really like. Or that really stood out, out to us about something. I like the, I kind of like these ones. The perfect storm mittens with the big swirls of waves. You really do like color work mittens. Yeah, they're my sort of one weakness with the color work. The color work really doesn't do too much for me, but color work mittens do kind of get me. And Glenna has a pattern in this one. You can always count on Glenna for something good. Yeah, and this one looks like a really nice, cozy wool sweater. Or, well, cardigan slash jacket with kind of a shawl collar. Mm-hmm. And it's got some sort of texture ribbon going down on either side of the buttons. Yeah, it's actually two cables with little ridges. Okay. In between. It's really cute. And I will probably end up making this one at some point. After, it really warm after how many other sweaters? Oh, I don't know. Could be sooner rather than later. Ooh, I like those socks. I, ca- I thought of you when I saw those socks. <laughs> Gee, I wonder why. We're looking at the trigonometric. Say that three times fast. Yeah, go ahead. You can do it. Trigonometric. Could, trigonometric. Trigonometric. <laughs> there was one time you challenged me to do it, to do it something, say something three or five times fast, and I actually said it six times before I screwed up. But yeah, these are all like cute little wavy twisted stitch cables, and they're gorgeous and pretty, and I really like the socks. And they're by Maria Nasland, I should say. That one Ooh. I like. Bevel. Bevel by Annie Modisit. It's really cool. I want to see what it looks like on more people, especially people with my sort of body shape and stuff, but it's really cool. It's got sort of a ribbed pattern to it, and it looks like there's little cables in it too, but the ribs sort of go slightly diagonally. And meet at the center of the chest. Yeah. It looks really cool. It reminds me a little bit of, like, futuristic (laughs) bodysuits. It's really cute. And, of course, it's got, because of the ribbing and the shape and the the diagonal ribbing, it's got really cute shaping to it, too. I like that one. The Samara shawl. Mm -hmm. C-E-M-A-R-A. By Lily Go. That one's really pretty. That looks like a, a crescent shape or a half circle shawl. And it looks like they're a repeating pattern just all the way through it. Yeah. And it looks like it might even be, that might even be like a fingering weight yarn. Let me see. Yeah. Indigo Dragonfly Ultra MCN Sock. There you go. Ooh. I like that one. Yeah. Charette is pretty nice. Yeah. By Faina Goberstein. It's really pretty. I love the collar on that. How it's just sort of like a, a folded out really wide collar and all these lovely cables going up on this cardigan. I love that one. And then there's the Periphery Shawl by Hannah Markinen, which is also gorgeous. So many pretty shawls in this one, oh my god. And that one looks like fingering weight too. Yeah, Cephalopod Yarn, Skinny Bugger. And the Sarah's Shawl by Susanna I.C. That one's a crescent shawl. Mm-hmm. Very nice. With a sort of very large diamondy sort of pattern on it. <clears throat> <laughs> That's what Karen says whenever she sees uh, cables. <clears throat> the rafters. Jacket by Stephanie Talent. It's just full of cables and twisted mm-hmm. stitches and texture all over the place with a nice shawl lots collar. Of lovely, lovely cables with a shawl collar and it just it looks perfect for fall. Like it you does. know when I was describing that little mental image earlier? Yeah. This is the sweater for that mental image. It does look beautiful. It looks so cozy. Is that and worsted warm. by the way? Yeah, I think it's in shelter. Yeah, Brooklyn Tweed Shelter. And it looked lovely in sort of a heathery yarn. I still have that blue Cascade. Mm-hmm. And there's lots of familiar names in this one. It's like, oh, hey, it's that person. Oh, my God. This one. I, if I ever made it, it would be with some modifications, but damn. It's Von Hild by Christy Hollis. It's a turtleneck sweater with lots and lots of gorgeous twisted stitch cables on it. 
Yeah, if I was going to make it, I'd make the modification of making it a V-neck. Because turtleneck's not that good for me. But it is such a gorgeous sweater. And so beautifully intricate. It's got to be in a fairly, like, fine gauge yarn. It's got to be, because all of those cables and crossovers and patterns are very, very detailed. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's slightly crazy, crazy pants. Only slightly? <laughs> By my standards. Yeah. Oh, and of course, the At the Cottage section, I was whimpering over the backgrounds as much as the actual stuff. I know. Because, oh my god, it looks like the cottage. I want to go. Like, look at the back. Okay, guys, for the picture for Greystone, look at the background. I want to be sitting on that dock, staring out at that lake and those trees. I do too. I've never been to anything like that. The gentian mittens are really pretty. Again. Colorwork mittens. <laughs> oh, the Conflux socks by yeah. Maria Nasland. I like those. Those are pretty. Again, twisted stitches. It looks very organic. Mm-hmm. Like slippers made out of flowers and leaves. Mm-hmm. And she's wearing some super cute shoes with those. That's kind of cool. The underwing mittens. So you can each one is a, yeah, each one is a butterfly wing by Judy Kaefler. So that's that issue and the things that just made us go, oh my god, very super Want. pretty. <gasps> It's always I always love the fall issues. It's just the time when you want to wrap to be, yourself you want to in be cozy. It's cozy, but you can still be outside and enjoy the season. Yep. Unlike winter, where it's mainly just cocoon inside. Okay, and one more thing for this segment. I found this adorable little Etsy shop. And actually, I should mention, I found it. Found through the knitting blog, knitty blog, I found... I think we mentioned there is a uh, there was a, a yarn truck... In L.A. Now there's one in Kingston, Ontario. It needs to take a road trip. Perlin J's Roving Yarn Company. That's cool. Mainly they're going to be in different areas around Kingston, Ottawa, that sort of area. Hi, what can I get you? Um, I like my usual, please. Can I get a raspberry worsted weight with the side of the lime green fingering, please? Yeah, it's actually a former fire service vehicle. That she's turned into the first mobile yarn store in Canada, really. If you want to find the Yarn Trucks website, you can find it at Perlin, P-U-R-L-I-N, no G, J's Roving Yarn Co. WordPress.com. And that's where you'll be able to find the uh, upcoming plans of where they're going to be. There's a link to the Ravelry page. They have a link to the Facebook page. You know, what they have. You can follow them on Twitter. There's a link on the page about products as well. And one of the products they had that I found is an Etsy store actually from Finland, which I will spell. I will not try and say. It's S-U-C-C-A-P-L-O-K-K-I accessories. And there's all these really cool little accessories. And the thing is, most of them are like stitch markers or like needle gauges or things like that, but they're all made out of recycled plastic or basically not so much recycled as leftover pieces of plastic. Mm-hmm. So like after someone has already cut out pieces for something else, the leftover pieces they use to make all these little things. And there's these adorable little, little, little owl. They have lots of little owl needle gauges. Some of them are really small and they're um, pendants. I'm looking at a pendant right now, which has from two to four millimeter size holes. There's also larger ones just used as a needle gauge that has from like two to ten millimeter size holes. There's little owl earrings that actually that have still holes have holes for, in this case, for the 0.75 to 1.5 millimeter needles. Itty bitty stitches of doom. Itty bitty stitches of doom. There's also what they call the knit or die power rings, which is basically a ring with these, it looks like little bumps on top, but each of those little bumps is a hole for a needle gauge. So in this case, it's 2.5 millimeters to 4 millimeters. So you have the needle gauge right on your ring. I just have a thought. Yes? I know it hurts sometimes, but you know those rings where you can interchange out the bead? We need to have one that looks like a ball of yarn Mm -hmm. that you can indicate yourselves to other knitters. (laughs) And it has to do something cool like Green Lantern. It has to glow or something (laughs) like that. In brightest day and darkest night. No, Koigu will escape my sight. (laughs) There's a little knitter's tool that has both a needle gauge and a uh, wraps per inch tool. And there's the... They have a couple different designs. Most of the needle gauges look like they're little owls, but I've seen ones that little look like little matryoshka dolls. Um, there's ones shaped like a little hand. There's even one little ladybug one that I saw, too. Oh, there it is. Yep, there's the ladybug. There's little robots. And there are these teeny, teeny tiny little stitch markers. Some of them are little squares of plastic. Other ones look like... They look almost like Legos. Mm, okay. 
And they have engraved the shop's logo on the side of them. <laughs> oh, these are cute little, these ones are really cute. These little um, stitch markers with road signs. Oh, that's so adorable. there's like the road signs you'd see. Like there's one, like there's one with the the fork and knife cross that you would see for like food at next exit, that sort of thing. Or you know, there's one for tractor, motorcycles. I can't quite see maybe construction. Yeah, it's a red triangle. Yeah, but all these ship from Finland, and they've got lots of different colors and different styles. They have mitten blockers. Oh, and they have these teeny tiny knitting gauges that are just like these little rectangles of plastic that have a little like key ring on them. Uh, most of them it looks like from 2 to 2.75 millimeters. I want to buy like 20 of these things and put them on every single project bag that I own. And they have those in a few different colors too. But yeah, these are totally cute and you should check them out and I really, really want some. They ship worldwide from Finland. I think the shipping's pretty reasonable. Yeah. Canada's covered under the everywhere else. There's different prices for most of different countries in Europe. So if you're in Europe, you can see what the, the shipping cost is there. But for Canadians and Americans, it's like three bucks for the first item and a buck seventy for every Additional. further item. And all of these are, you know, pretty inexpensive. Like the, the sort of larger owl shaped needle gauge is like $14. The pendant one is like $18 Canadian. The little tiny needle gauges is five bucks. So yes, go check out that Etsy shop. And again, I'll spell it. It's etsy.com slash shop slash S-U-C-C-A-P-L-O-K-K-I. Go ahead. If somebody out there knows how to pronounce it, yes, let us know. Feel free to let us know. I'm not going to try at this juncture. So yes, actually, by the time this episode is up, I will probably have put a thread on the uh, Ravelry group for events and meetups sort of thing, because I will probably have posted something there being like, hey... If anybody's going to Fan Expo, I will be there, probably on the Saturday, at the very least on the Saturday. Okay. And maybe staying a couple days that weekend, so if anybody wants to get there on Sunday to go to yarn stores, I can totally Sherpa people around. <laughs> you, need but, a, you need a t-shirt that, that says Yarn Sherpa on it. Yep. Get designing, woman. Okay. <laughs> okay. I think that's it. I think that's it. Yes. All right, everybody. Bye-bye. Have a good week. Thanks for listening. You can find old episodes or our show notes at our blog, knit1geek2.emptypockets.org. That's K-N-I-T-1, G-E-E-K-2, dot M-T dash P-O-C-K-E-T-S dot O-R-G. You can also find them at our Ravelry group. Just search Knit One Geek 2 in Ravelry's groups feature. If you'd like to get in contact with us, you can leave a comment at the blog, comment on our Ravelry group, or you can send us an email at knitonegeek2 at gmail.com, or you can find us on Twitter at knitonegeek2. Thanks, and keep geeking on. It's time to put on makeup. It's time to light the lights. It's time to get things started on the Muppet Show tonight. Don't boom, boom, boom. <laughs> All right, I think the mic's on. This is episode 77. Yep. Things. It's ep- episode double seven. <laughs> Episode double seven. Ding 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 ding. Oh come on, we need to think of a bond name for that. Ooh, does this mean there are two bonds? <laughs> Can we have both 1960s Sean Connery and Daniel Craig for sharing? I don't think Bond shares very well. Well, you know. Anyway, true He's also not that big into commitment here. So yeah, that's come on. true. The spy who knit with us. <laughs> oh God, now my brain wants to go in. Come on, let's find let's find something. Uh, this guy, the spy who pearled me, um. <laughs> from nitpicks with love. <laughs> I can't think of one parallel octopusy. I'm just leaving that alone. <laughs> Octoscaney. Let me think. Skynfell. Skynfell. Skynfall. Skynfall. Yeah. Cashmere Royale. Oh, good one. <laughs> Cuvier of Solace. I was just gonna make. A comment. Oh God. Okay, we're gonna spend like the next five minutes yeah. trying to think these up.